All right. Welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I am your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today, again, we have an awesome opportunity to get to know somebody super cool and super valuable here in studio. With us live, we have Michael Stein, who runs the law firm of Michael D. Stein, PLC. Michael, how you doing? Yes, yes. Thank you for having me back on again. Hey, it's our pleasure. I had to do this. I know you were only scheduled for one slot, but there was so much value that we want to throw you in and do a follow-up immediately. You know, we we tend to be a little long-winded too, so yeah. But <laughs> usually, you you're guys. billing me by the hour. I know. So I'm going to talk to you for no, free for I as know, long right? as we can. I usually, you know, you, sometimes all you got to do is get us going, get us hyped up a little bit, and you get us you get it free flowing. I'm going to send right. you an invoice in the mail though. <laughs> So, <laughs> exactly. You did wait a few months though, and then bill me for our entire relationship. Sure, you got okay. it. So, in all seriousness, you guys know who this guy is because he was on the show on our last episode. I, I want to just jump right back into where we left off. For anybody yeah. who's catching this as the first episode, I recommend pausing this, going bookmarking it, and going to the previous one because it'll give you a little bit of a background. But for those who haven't watched that episode yet and want to continue because you just can't wait, this is a gentleman who is a cannabis expert. Uh, my current assistant is formally employed by this individual. And one of the reasons I brought her on in addition to her uh, involvement in real estate is her intimate knowledge through working with you of the cannabis industry. So we're going to talk everything today, cannabis and commercial real estate. I want to jump in where we were before. So you were talking about the retail experience. That's the top, right? There's a lot of different retail opportunities, tons and tons, 1,800 or so municipalities in Michigan. They're going to decide on a case-by-case basis. Great opportunity. We started talking about growing in different places. Maybe it's important to have a crop close to the retail outlet for the supply chain, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We went on that, and the next direction I wanted to go was to, to take it off the regulated stuff, the cannabis, and turn it on to the CBD and the hemp and the mm-hmm. even less regulated or unregulated, the ancillary services. Mm-hmm. So tell us what your thoughts are on CBD market, hemp, and ancillary services supporting uh, the cannabis industry. You know, as f- in separate categories, I- I'll say that as far as the CBD hemp, like, I, you know, I... You know, like for myself, I just see it as like the fake weed. You know what I mean? Like, but it's the fake weed that you can charge almost the same as real weed, right? I, I, you know, price per because per it's gram. because it's not because it's not regular because it's not regulated within the system that I'm the state system that I'm working with. Yeah, I don't have as much experience sure. with on on that end. But I'll tell you this much: I mean, from you know, my wife is you know does that stuff you know oh, has it, yeah to help sleep and whatnot and you know i can tell that there's you got to send regards by the way that's hilarious what's that you got to send regards to your wife we went to high I school will. together i will i will i hope she gives me a good report i don't know man she Were might you not. a creep i mean i definitely this could, wasn't this a could creep. take a very big no turn. no no i wasn't a creep but i was like i was very i was a nerd you know what i mean it wasn't until like college that i became cool so she's gonna be like, "Oh, that yeah. that dweeb." I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, right. So no, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to ask her. But I always tell her that she was like a, you know, like she she's cute. She was always cute. But I was like, you're kind of like a cute nerd yourself. You know, like we would have been a little different when me and her were in <laughs> high school. But so anyway, I'm sorry. So as far as as far as the the hemp and whatnot, I have a little bit less knowledge on that. But as far as the ancillary services, yeah. I mean, these That's again. This is massive, right? This massive. is a brand new industry, and unregulated. It's a brand new industry. I'm just saying. I guess when I say an, when you say ancillary services, I'm talking like, lighting. I'm talking yes, cash supply. Yes, I'm talking yeah, lending. All of it. Yeah, but, but not newts, just not just that. Soil. Like think about for your purposes, for your guests' purposes, like the other things that these places beget. 
right? Yeah, like, like tenants. Starting, yes, exactly. Like transactions, like inspections, like loans, like brokerage commissions. All of it. Like all. Yes. Like commerce for your community. Yes. Ooh, yes. Like it, trickle down economics. Yes. 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 All of that, and yes. that is something that really. I don't think we've seen a lot on, and you've got to listen. If you are driving this type of traffic to a facility, the the people next to it have got to benefit from exactly this. right. I don't. Know, you would Imagine know better a, than I. A dollar do. store, a liquor store, a gas station, church's what, chicken. It what, doesn't matter. Taco Bell, Munchies, perfect. What have you? Is this what you think of all people that are that are smoking weed? This is what we want: is church's chicken and, and Dollar General, and Dollar General, Taco Bell, right? Maybe a liquor store. So this is what you want Gas to do. Station. This is what you want after you go it's and you want to hit the Dollar know. General. It's not what you want. It's what we want because right. we want you to spend there. No, I, right? I'm, I'm messing. I'm messing with you, but it's, it, it, listen, it's we'll true. Listen, we'll put a casino next door to it if you want. <laughs> the idea is that is that that's part of that category that I say is is crazy. That you, it's unbelievable. You know that you you guys are going to be the ones that are kind of leading the charge on that Absolutely and saying, we are. okay, you're going to be right next to this place that does X. Sorry, this rent here is worth more. Exactly. Now you watch know? this. Look at the arbitrage. It's incredible to me. I was just in Las Vegas. One of my favorite things to do when visiting another state that has the same or, or similar or even different regulations as Michigan does as it pertains to cannabis is to go see a dispensary. Mm-hmm. I was in Vegas in October, so two months ago. Yeah. November, December, yeah, two months ago. Do you know how much they were charging per gram for flowers? What was it right now? In Vegas? Yeah. Well, let's put it in context. What do you think it is average in Michigan? Per gram? Yeah. I don't know, 20 bucks? No, I think I it's mean, fallen to 12, right. 13, 14. Right. You go up north, like on the way to Traverse City, you go to Sag and all those areas, it could be $8 a gram, $7 a gram. Okay. Las Vegas, Nevada, garbage location. Mm-hmm. Even from a retail perspective, you know what they're charging per gram? What was it? 30. $45 a gram. Really? I was laughing. It's like when I go to the oh. – <laughs> I'm not even going to go into my gas station stories. But w- when I go to these dispensaries and I see $45 a gram, my eyes light up because I say, this is the same flour. Yeah. The, it's testing the same. It might be grown somewhere else. Yes, it is yeah. grown somewhere else. It's That's not crazy. a different quality I didn't, I didn't product. Know it was that high there? Right yeah, now. four or five times the price. And 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 if you're if if you're uh, an investor. Look at we have something that's growing naturally from the earth. Yeah. We're drying it out, and and then we're selling it for forty five dollars a gram. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. It's it's it I mean, still is. I mean, it's it still is. I guess you know it's it's drugs. I mean, let's put that into perspective. Forty. There's four hundred and fifty four grams in a pound, right? <coughs> that's twenty thousand four hundred thirty dollars a pound. Right. Okay. That's unbelievable. I mean, this is this is a, a, a product. That is uh, close to the amount per ounce as gold. Yeah, I mean, as gold in the history of the, in the history of the world, thirteen hundred dollars an ounce. Drugs have always sold. I like, know, right? Like, like liquor, gambling, and prostitution. You're right, and you know, you know, what's fascinating is like you're Jewish, also, right? Yeah. So I find, and I work with a lot of Chaldean people. For those of you who are not in Metro Detroit, a Chaldean person is someone who typically comes from um, Iraq. And they're Christian, of, of uh, I think Christian or Catholic. Yeah, uh, Iraqi in terms Christian. Of, uh, Iraqi Christian, exactly. Great people. I work with a lot of them. Very similar to Jewish people. Yeah. Came to this country not so long ago. We're yeah. persecuted. We get along great. Usually yeah. live in Southfield or West Bloomfield or Birmingham yeah. together. Yeah. And what's interesting is I found the comparison that, you know, they typically are in liquor stores or, or they sell cigarettes or sometimes they're in commercial real estate. Um you know, Jewish people are typically maybe a pharmacist, commercial yeah. real estate, investors, stuff like that. We're all dealing uh, drugs. You know, like I said, pharmacy. Yeah, no, We're all dealing in legalized sure. gambling and legalized drug trade. No, the, for sure. And you're, you're cannabis right. is legal now. Yeah, it's, it's another thing for us to play in. Yeah, no, it definitely is, and it was started from 
you know, ground zero, right? It, it went from nothing yeah. in, into what it is now, and we've only begin to see the, you know, begin to, we're, we're at the tip of the iceberg, right? No we, doubt. We haven't hit everything else yet. It's only been a couple of years, which almost dovetails into the other part of my practice, right, which is also brand new. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, we're talking about this a billion-dollar industry that is just taking off. Wow. And so, ev- I mean, everyone has there's always opportunity, right? When, when, when something first starts, you know, I, I get that a lot. People will say, you know, like, it, it, haven't I missed the boat? And I really say, no, I don't believe that's the case. But I preface that with saying the only way you can get into this is if you get into it with guys that know what they're doing, no doubt. Can actually pull off what they said they can. Money means nothing, right? It does, right? It, I mean, in, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. Everybody money is that, an afterthought in this industry. Right, exactly. Everyone that comes to me, they have the money. It's, no, it's not right. about that. It's 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 whether they can pull off or they've partnered with the guys that can pull off what they say they're going to pull off. So question for you. Why do you choose, and maybe maybe you don't, maybe I'm, I'm naive on this, but why do you choose, at least upon the way that it, it appears, to practice as a lawyer in the cannabis legal space, which is an ancillary service, as opposed to being an investor or somehow involved in the Man, actual? Man, that's a, that's, a, that's a great question. That. And and I don't I don't know you know I I don't know if I have a clear answer to that other than to say I just believe that I was so good at the legal end uh-huh. right that I had really got a I really took the time and I was boots on ground right and I really got in there and got in the mud and figured out what I was doing and so I just I guess I always just took that approach the the legal approach I do have. I do have uh, a, um, some action. I, I do own a percentage of 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 a, of a few facilities, um, but I did stay mostly on the legal end. And I guess it was because how many clients I was representing, and I enjoyed, you know, working for a lot of these great brands and working for the Calvin Johnsons and the Gages and some of these great brands that I represent. And so I don't know. I I. I'm, some would say that I missed the boat on that, that I should have, <laughs> that I should have instead of taking money and whatnot, you know, for in, in the form of legal fees that I should have asked for a percentage. But it was just a route I didn't take ethically at the time. I wasn't comfortable with it. And like I said, now, you know, I do have a few deals where, where, where I've got a, where I've where I've got some interest in it. But for the most part, I, I did stay on the legal end. And, you know, it OK, I, I mean, I get that. And I tell people the same thing, like. I stay in my lane as a broker, typically. Right. That's why I'm an expert in it. Right, right. So that's awesome. So what are your thoughts about entheogenics? I don't even know what the hell that is. So like, what are your thoughts about psilocybin and other types of psychedelic mushrooms? Oh, man. Um, another good question. Um, yeah, I don't – I mean, I think that it's it's going to be another industry It's the next frontier. Like this. Yes. I don't know if it has the mainstream appeal that it doesn't, marijuana, it doesn't because marijuana does. Oddly enough, if you ask a guy or girl off the street if they've done weed, yeah, I smoke weed. Yeah, I smoke yeah, earlier yeah. today. Have you done shrooms? Ooh, yeah. wow. That's like LSD, ecstasy yeah, levels. Yeah, but, yeah. but the truth is is that from a, psych, a psychotherapy perspective, uh, psilocybin particularly has been proven in study it, after study for – uh, to be very helpful for post-traumatic Isn't it like microdosing, like that's well, the that's thing one. Or something. Microdosing is very much more popular than you would ever imagine. Yeah, but even a macro or heroic dose, regular dose, would be um, something that that a lot of people are are into into, and a lot of people are uh, adverse to. But the real important thing is that psilocybin and other types of psychedelic uh, compounds that are derived naturally um, have a huge application in psychotherapy. Yeah, and in health and in wellness. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool to me that we're seeing almost like a back to basics movement in yeah. cannabis, in entheogenics, in mushrooms, which I think was necessary because you know we were living in in, in major cor- corporate America for a long time, yeah. getting yeah. more and more corporate. But today, 
<laughs> how many people have you and I met that would be fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar income earning households yeah. were it not for the cannabis industry? Right. And then it's just like boom. Yeah, it's a it's lot. Amazing. But it's amazing. It's and, and, a lot. And, and look at what it does for communities too. Yeah. I mean, there's no for schools. Colorado raised like over two hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's for the it's, school system. Yeah, it's it, you know, it's shocking, right? It like, is. Like what it does. I mean, w- with the real estate, like with the redevelopment of the properties, it makes it look very nice. And I think you'll. Oh yeah. I think there's a lot of cities that'll they'll tell you that too. And so, you know, these when you when you hear when when you hear people say like, oh, it raises the crime rate and everything, like that's just both like that's just no that's just made up shit. You know, that's that's not really out there, but. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's important to engage in that dialogue if, if it's going to sure. help breed, you know, an understanding. Yes, agreed. It's also important to recognize, like, I mean, the retail experience and just the entire uh, landscape, it's changed when yeah. there's a dispensary nearby. Yeah. I mean, you see, like, and I'm not even joking, the subway that's next door to live, to live yeah. in Ferndale, we just sold that, actually. Did you? Yeah, and, and, and I could go into different agreements about parking lots and this and that, yeah. but what I'll tell you is that that whole area is, like, booming because of what's going on. <coughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. So hopefully, hopefully you have some uh, some members of of the municipal government that is that is listening in, and and they can hear what 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 we're saying, and they can hear it from you know guys that are a part of it. How how much it can benefit a city? Yeah, I hope that people are at least paying attention. At least they're they're in tune to this. Um, question: What message would you want to tell them right now? The message that I would want to tell the the cities is is that is to allow this use there, right? To regulate it, determine how, you know, you don't have to go crazy, but it's it's most, you know, it, every citizen of every city should have the right to not have to leave this, not the right, but it, it makes sense to not have to leave your city to go, you know, get marijuana, right? It's recreational. It's like- I mean, you know, the city should want that. Right, right. Like, it's it, 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 like enough is enough. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, these places are regulated. The security is a big deal. You know, it's just like another retail store. And so my my suggestion is to ride the wave, uh, allow it, you know, f- pick some zones that that maybe aren't, you know, that you believe it's it's more appropriately put and and allow the people, the residents of your city to go get it from there instead of spending their money, you know, going to other, you know, going to other cities go. and going to other counties. And I think you'll be happy with the results. And I think what people don't recognize is I can literally pull up my phone, go on Weed Maps, which is an app, or Leafly, and have the stuff delivered to me within an hour. Yes. Legally, without a card. R- right. And and if that doesn't scream opportunity, I don't know what right, does. Right. So, you know, I'm going to do something unconventional. I'm actually going to bring in one of my associates. He's very into cannabis and he's doing a lot in the cannabis space like like I am with the group, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a commercial real estate perspective. So we're going to bring him in here in a minute. His name's Shlomo Aaron. He's with the Lukowitz Group of Encore Real Estate Investment Services. And there he is. Shlomo, what's going on? Ron, how are you? Shlomo. What's up? <laughs> good, good. I'm excited. I'm here. I hear we're talking about cannabis. I'm excited. Yeah, we're definitely talking about cannabis. Um, I don't know if you were watching the, the show live on our website or not, but you know, uh, Michael is a, a very well-known cannabis attorney here in the Metro Detroit area. He's got a ton of knowledge. You're in another part of the country, New Jersey, which just legalized it, right? Yeah, exactly. Why don't you guys just start, you know, uh, shooting the breeze? I want to hear what you have to ask him. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm actually curious on, on how, how the difference, what the differences are between New Jersey and Michigan, because in, in New Jersey, everything is very spa zoned right now. And yeah. you have a lot of counties pushing back. And I believe Michigan had that a couple of years ago where different counties were pushing back on, mar- on, on legalizing marijuana. And then, and then, you know, after some time, after some push and pull, they eventually legalized it. Well, we went, ours was a, a, was a ballot initiative or was, was on the ballot to legalize it. Right. But yeah. you guys are talking about recreationally. Yes. Yeah. Cause we've been medically legal since I think 08, right? Yeah. No, no, that was, um, that you're saying that was for caregivers. Yes. yes. I'm, it, but the medical started to get regulated in 2016. Gotcha. Med, Understood. You know, yep, commercial yep, medical. Right. Exactly. But in New Jersey, I don't know if the, if it's if the if the system is the same if the regulatory scheme is the same as, as ours, remember for us you get pre qualified in Michigan from the state, and you have to you have to find a it's regulated by each municipality, and so you have to go and find property within that municipality. I, I don't know if you have to apply how it works exactly in New Jersey where where the state is the one that approves you, and then you have to attach it to a location. Or, or if you have to win one at a municipal level and also get, you know, get something from the state, I don't recall, you know, specifically there, um, but I can tell you that, you know, the real estate market is going to be right. It's going to be this. It's going to be the same there, right? It's going to be a yeah. mad dash to get the properties um, because there, there's always going to be a limited. There's only only going to be a limited supply of them, right, Shlomo? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and there's limited supply, and and then also in regards to licensing, there's only a certain amount of cultivation licenses that they'll put out. Right, right now, so the state no is limit. doing that. The state is giving. Yeah. The state is setting the limit. So it's different than our. If if that's the case, it's different than our regulatory scheme in Michigan, whereby the city, each individual municipality, determines if they want it or not, and how many licenses they're going to give. So the state has nothing to do with the amount. But I think in New Jersey, what you're saying is that the state. Uh, puts a cap on the amount of licenses that the state is going to give. Yeah, that's correct. That, yeah, they put they put on a cultivation license, but on a retail on the retail licenses, there's no there's no cap. But, but a lot of municipalities, for example, I'm in Ocean County, and there's they, and some parts in, in in the municipality don't they don't allow any marijuana right. to to be open and to be sold. Any cannabis related business will not be allowed. And, and I'm saying, and one one second that, and I'm saying that I think within a few years, it will be, be, there's going to be a push pull and then eventually it will be legalized throughout the state. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. And I think that speaks to your point before, like where you were mentioning that in Michigan, we have over 1800 municipalities. So there's going to be a lot. What I love about cannabis is, and this is on a more micro level, but even on a more macro level, it creates closed systems. Because it's illegal federally, just like we were saying before, a Colorado company can't grow weed in Colorado and sell it in the dispensary here in Michigan. Yes. But even here with the municipalities, we're creating this very, very small compartment, which creates these open and closed economies. And as a retail guy, I don't know, Shlomo, you're smiling too. Uh, Open and closed economies excite us because that's how you can control prices. And I know, Shlomo, we were a couple months ago, remember, in Las Vegas for the conference. Mm -hmm. And I was telling on our previous episode, the the, the guests and the viewer, viewers and the guests that um, you weren't there that day. But we went on a little field trip to a dispensary. And one of my favorite things to do in another town when I'm outside of Michigan is to compare the price per gram. And, you know, average price per gram here in Metro Detroit, maybe $12 a gram. You get out more towards Traverse City where our listing is, maybe $7, 8 $9 a gram. You know what they were they were trading for in Las Vegas, Nevada? 
Tommy, I, I believe it was like probably something like sixty. Not quite that, sixty. Forty five dollars okay, a gram. Wow. But you know what's yeah. even more fascinating than that? In Nevada, mm-hmm. it is illegal to consume cannabis in a hotel, in a restaurant, on the street. Right. Well, yeah. Same thing in Michigan though. You can't do that. I can't consume on the street in Michigan? No. Are you sure? Yeah, it's gotta be like in a brown paper bag or something? No. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think you, I, I, you're allowed to do it in the in the privacy of your, you know, at within your own property, but no with I don't I I and again, I'm not really on the I mean, the they're lax here at a concert or at an outdoor venue. People are smoking weed right. all the time. Yeah. I in mean, Nevada, like they they will bust you. Right. No, I'm talking about more indoor places like obviously yeah. because of the smoke stuff. You sure, can't sure, smoke sure. In, indoors right, anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. the consumption lounges, they're you know with that with that coming on, they're gonna. They don't have that though. I don't believe. No, I think that's going to be huge in Michigan. You can get a. What do you think? You can get a a consumption lounge license here is available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the cities really haven't allowed them. Have any cities allowed them yet? I there's got to be. That's gold, man. So, Green gold, right so there. So I think that Lansing is giving away two. Oof. Is giving away two, but I haven't. Can had I get one? Any, no, the, the, I think they already gave them. You know, I think somebody already got the license. So where's my next place? Man, that's a great question. This has been some. This has been one where really people haven't jumped on board with. Not look that at Cali. And, look at the market in Cali. I know, but they it, will it, do that here. Mark my words. Oh no, no. There's no doubt about it. It's just again because it's up to each individual municipality. That's another one where you got to get people comfortable, citizens comfortable with. But oh, they're now, getting more comfortable. Look at the billboards. I agree. By I, the way, didn't they just pass legislation that states that they're not going to be allowed to advertise on freeways anymore? I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting. Then, then great. Then all those those signs will be bare again. You know, I mean, that exactly. doesn't work it's, for anyone. Nah, that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> no, but the you know what's yeah. interesting about other states though, in in Shlomo, like if if the regulatory scheme is similar to Michigan, then people that have been doing this in Michigan have a tremendous advantage over states that are coming on board. Yeah, okay. because why? Because we've had this because system in done place it. for so yes. long. Yes, that's my point. Before we've been since 08, medically we've had a program. Michigan yes. has amongst the highest number of card carrying citizens yes. of any state in the country. And so, as professionals, as professionals, again, like you talk about New York, right? Where there, I think New oh. York is going to allow. New York is going to allow. Um, each individual, you know, the municipalities to govern and determine if they want it and whatnot. If that's the scheme and it's similar to Michigan. These guys are going to be running around with their head up their ass because they've never done it. Where like We've someone like me, forever. right? Or or if you've been in the real estate mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you have such an advantage. It's it's actually kind of funny that you know New York is going to think that they're everyone. All those guys there are going to jump right into it, and man, they're going to get beat by people that have had the experience that know what they're doing that have a good ground game. All of it. You know what else? So speak of ground game. I think this is unconventional what I'm about to say, but I think Michigan has amongst the best ground game in this area. Meaning we've got farmland that's not being used that we could put greenhouses on and build and yeah. create jobs and grow yeah. and create commerce yeah, and, and sell retail that. product. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I want the world to know that because guys like Shlomo and I can help make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the outdoor the outdoor grow game is, is, is very lucrative, right? We only have, we're limited by weather here, but you know, what you can do with an outdoor grow is exponentially more than an indoor, you know, so there's... Yeah. There's a, it, it, you know, it's a, it's all here, and, and hopefully Michigan will continue to be a leader. But I think they you will talked be. before about your investors and whatnot. That other states, I mean, once you know what you're doing, 
if you can get in early in other states, there's, a, there's a tremendous opportunity. Oh, listen, Shlomo and I were in Vegas for this huge conference on commercial real estate. One of the guys in the conference was from, uh, he might be from Scottsdale or Albuquerque. You, you'll look him up after the show. He, uh, we ran into him at a concert. We had this like crazy concert at, at one of these crazy hotels. There was, simultaneous to our commercial real estate conference, there was a huge conference, way bigger, on cannabis. Uh-huh. And this guy was there for both. Yeah. And he had come into, I think it was Arizona or New Mexico, and just like took over. Yeah. Because, like you said, they had the systems, they had done it in another yeah. state, and they were the first yes. ones in, and they had yes. money, and money yes. was the last Ooh. thing they needed. Game right. over. Yeah. We're going to talk yeah. about that. I'm glad we brought yeah. that up, but we're going to talk about that. Isn't that interesting, the sure. synergy very between all of our businesses? Oh, it, oh it's, it's very intertwined. Especially I mean, in something like this, where it's, small, where, where it's a smaller game. It's not, it's not, everything's on a state level. Yeah. You, can, you have people coming in. There's very little competition to take over. Right. And if you've done it in a different state, I mean, yeah. Well, there is. I mean, you're going to see big players go to different – like everyone's getting – you know, like it's – you're going to get a lot of out-of-state competition. But, but again, if mm-hmm. you the, the more you know, right? The more – if you've been through this, you've got a tremendous advantage in, in some other states. And we've got – there's some other big prizes statewide that are out there. And I get calls all the time from out-of-state guys saying, hey – Those are the Milfords – no, 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 I'm saying other states. Oh, other oh, states. oh not in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Got it. And okay. so, I'm, you know, you think about that too. Like that, there are. I get calls all the time from yeah. people in other states where it hasn't happened yet. Virginia, for example, you know where it will, and they're looking for guys, you know, like myself, or they're looking for information about real estate and whatnot. So, you know, for you guys, that's you know, exciting. Dan's the be opportunity on top of, across the United States, right? I Dan on top all across the world, baby. So I, I agree with you. It's great because. We can, if you can take over a whole market and you tried it in a micro market and then you went to a bigger market, yeah. now you're in uh, like a whole a whole state and then you're like, okay, let's do the same thing with the same yeah. knowledge better in yes, another state. Exactly. The opportunity to scale is huge and those states will be closed systems. Yeah. They will be independent from each yeah, other, yeah. but you can take the same knowledge. Yeah, that's right. That's let's right. do it. Game on. Yeah, exactly. I do think that, that they, it is different because. On a state level, you do need to have some local knowledge, and you have to know who the, you know, who's politically, who's running, yep, who's yep, running everything. Yep. And you have to know, you know, the, the players on the political side to get into kind of like, yeah. um, like, like development, basically. Like yeah. being a developer, you have to know the every municipality. Yep. So, so Shlomo, we've got some time here. Take advantage. What, what's like a burning question you have? That you'd like yeah, to, uh, ask to this but actually, man. The, the one thing I want to know is, I, and I'm not sure if you're going to have the answer to this, is like, what, when do you think that we're going to, that it's going to be legal across the United States? And then will it become feder, federally legal? Man, um, you know, you hear, I, I, it's not an easy one for you. No, because you hear chatter. I mean, you, you would have thought that it would have happened with the, with, with right. the, with the Democrats that, that it would have, but it, it hasn't yet. I do believe it is going to happen eventually. Um, uh, in all 50 states or also no, federally, federally legally? Federally. I'm but saying why? federally. It makes more sense for the feds to keep it illegal. Look at the taxation. You know what, though? The 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 momentum is is right right now you know i feel like 60% of the of the population is for marijuana right but but you have 
as that grows into the 70, 80%, you know, you're, you're going to get some more, you're going to get some more pushback. And, and who knows, you know, financially with the regulations and whatnot, because banking hasn't got on board because of the federal regulations. If you start to get, if you start to get some more pushback from banking institutions, that um, could shut it down. That that could make could that shut it down completely, or just what, minimize it. What do you mean, shut it down? The industry. Uh, it'll never shut it down. It, no, no, but no. It'll big, make it stronger. Big actually. business will come in, though. Yeah. you know, big business yeah. will come in and do well, what they've done. Exactly. Banking, I, I would advocate for the banks to stay out of this. Right I would advocate yeah. for there, the banks there, uh, to stay there, out of a this. A strong argument yeah. could be made for that. Yeah, I would say banks stay why, out of this. Why's that, Michael? Why's that? Because because banks coming in. They have they they've got the biggest dick on the block. They've got the most money, <laughs> right? Yeah. And exactly. so if you start to get into that, with you know, they could really do some things with with institutional money. You can really start to scale things, and you it, can price everybody out of the market. Correct. That's and correct. You can flood there, things, and you correct. can control them, there and you are, can have the Federal Reserve give you a hundred dollars right. for every dollar you lend out. All that, yeah. Banks stay out of it. We don't care how big your dick is. Stay out of the game. It's an interesting space, and I think that that's what's fascinating is that it's so innovative, right? Like yeah. there are companies that are out there that all they do is lend to cannabis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be- and some banks that are just you know that there are some credit unions yeah. out that you know that that allow it that probably do some great business. Would you recommend guys like us getting together and starting a cannabis credit union or a cannabis fund? You know, I I, I don't see why it wouldn't work. You yeah. Know, I feel like some some of them have not worked because they were you know ran by dumbasses, right? Like it, it happens. But but yeah, there's a there is a tremendous there is of tremendous value to to having a credit union. You know, and 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 that that goes back to these ancillary services, Dan. Yeah. That that pop up, that that there's a tremendous space for it. So, what advi- what advice do you have for a guy like Shlomo Aaron, who's clearly very intelligent, like savant level intelligent, right? Charming, funny, awesome, interested in this space. Right. Graduate of the CRE Pro course. What advice do you have for him? Uh, he's got what he has to do. What's most important is to pay attention to the regulatory scheme of New Jersey. Right. That's you have to get a tremendous handle on that. And then from there, decide if you want to be involved on the real estate end or on the ownership end and then start to and then start to look at the individual markets and see what you can do. If you can start to get your hands on properties right that are zoned appropriately. Um, that that's really where I think you get your. That's really where you make your mark is to start to find properties that are green zoned and start to connect those with people that want that want to be owners operators. That is some great advice. It's definitely some great advice here. Right. Yeah. And uh, also, like, have you have you dealt with? I mean, between the mom and pops and you know the bigger the bigger companies, what 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 do you find? I, I like comparing and contrasting. What's the no, they're what always they're all pain in the asses. Sometimes <laughs> you know you just hope that they have a lawyer right in Michigan. You hope that you know the property owners have a lawyer that's able to explain certain things to them because there are now you 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 know some of these deals they are lucrative but they're contingent upon somebody being able to get a license there, right? Yeah. And so you know sometimes mom and pops don't understand that. Sometimes the big corporations don't understand that. That you know you may have to tie up a property for six months to a year. Right. And so it it 
some some have been better than others. It, it, it it's a case by case basis. It, it's that does suck, right? It is part of this industry that is that you know you get guys that 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 don't understand that things don't happen overnight with licensing and whatnot, and so you end up with a lot of contingencies and you know a lot of condition precedents to closing, and so I would say you know you have to. Um, for you guys, for the professionals, you know, you have to make sure that these that these people that you represent understand that this is it's a different business and that yeah. it takes a lot longer. And you have to make sure that they're willing to work with you on that aspect of it. Yeah. Well, I saw Definitely. something very interesting that people that that like, you know, smaller businesses, what they'll do is they'll they'll open up a separate business, like let's say a coffee shop. And and they're like and that's just to get them started to keep some revenue going in that space while they're while they're getting that's uh, interesting that's it makes sense i mean it yeah. makes total sense to me because because again if they're if they if they don't get that license then they're stuck with a either they could be stuck with a, a successful coffee shop or they're stuck with a vacant building so right it, well which is why i say which is why i say from an attorney perspective you know when i'm doing these leases and you know we're, we're trying to take a crack at getting a license that they're contingent upon you know, you getting the license, and I try to get my guys as much time as possible. How right? long does that typically take? <coughs> In Michigan, it takes forever, right? These cities, there's lawsuits. There's like, what's guys forever? A year, a year and a half. I mean, Pontiac property has been tied up in Pontiac for three years now, and we still haven't got our – we're going through the appeals process, so we know who's in the top five, but we still we still haven't even got those licenses. That's three what's, years. What's happening to the property – in, in those three years, is it just sitting sitting raw? Sitting it all naked? depends. What? I mean, it all depends. I have a. Yeah, can you cash flow it during that period? Um, I don't think so. Right. So that you, really right. no, because you're you like again if you if you have a you have a purchase agreement right yeah. and it's contingent upon you getting the license and you're yeah. just sitting on it. I mean, I, yeah, but the, the guy that owns the building, yes, he can, can, do, can he can do whatever he wants. I suppose he can. I suppose he can. And what, he, what are typically the earnest money deposits that are put up? They're bigger. How big? Fifty. You know, I mean, you know. Oh, really? Fifty percent? No, 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 no. He was going to say fifty k. Oh. No, I was like fifty oh, k. Like, let's say a building oh, okay. is, you know, let's say a building is worth, you know, uh, you're buying the building for five hundred thousand dollars, right? You'll see a fifty k, hundred k hard deposit. Do you that. see where he went though? By the way, your market is mostly those lower end buildings, right? The half mill, mill buildings. Um, yes, because remember, those are the ones that you can show the most improvement on, which tends to be the most attractive to the city. And also, you can get better government financing with CPACE loans. Actually, if it's been energy what? efficient, upgraded. Oh, I don't know. That's yeah. That's more. It's it's a, but it's another level, right? So right. it's interesting that there's a big deposit put down, and there's a big use now for these small industrial buildings. Yeah, or 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 again, or 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 underdeveloped retail facilities, yeah. right? Like people don't generally want to give a license to a building that was just built brand new because it was already it's already built brand new. Yeah, like fine, you know, they they more so like to have these shittier buildings that have been vacant or or you know blighted for years yeah. be built up right it makes and that that makes sense so mm-hmm. and what about like other landlords do they get concerned when there's a cannabis related tenant or a cannabis tenant in a building i think so i think so some people think that it brings loitering or whatever whatever but even if it's you. a different like let's say it's it's a cultivation or it's uh, something else hmm. it's not going to actually be a dispensary 
what what's your question? My question is: Do people still can you know are people still concerned about cannabis related tenants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For one reason or another, they are. You know, okay. they 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 pay well. But again, I guess some or some worry because getting that money. And then if you deposit that money into your bank, you could run into an issue. Yeah, that, see, that's a problem, right? Yes. Oh, right. Oh, so yes. how, if I'm a cannabis tenant and my whole business is in cash, yes. how am I going to deposit money in your Bank of America account? Right, right. It, it becomes – these, these turn in – or, I mean, a lot of these places have they're, – they're, they're banks out there right now. Yeah. But it's, it's a question of, you know, I don't know how when – you know, just because you bank with with a marijuana business, you know your bi- marijuana business has a company. If you uh, has a bank, if you send a check from that bank to Chase, Chase it may have a problem with that. Right? If yeah. they found out where the source of that money is from. Yeah. Question on that note, off topic though. What are your thoughts on banks? Like your real, true thoughts. I, I I'm I'm I use them. <laughs> I have a debit card. <laughs> no, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I never. I've never thought about it on what it sounds like a level that you have thought about it on, right? I'm, you know, I just Probably. more. I just more use it as a, you know, as a tool. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I mean, I'm concerned to see how they react to this because they could make this industry blow up, or they could try to shut it down and take over. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Listen, this has been fun. We've got. A lot of different places represented here. We got the Jewish contingency for sure represented. We've got Detroit. We got Michigan. You're Birmingham, Royal Oak, West Bloomfield. And we got Shlomo there in the holy city of Lakewood, New Jersey, all talking about this incredible opportunity that is cannabis. Nice to meet you, Shlomo. Likewise. Likewise, Marco. Well, I'm Dan Lukowitz, your host. This has been fun, entertaining, educational, and a little bit recreational as well. So um, (laughs) thanks, everybody, for joining Uh, Send us a comment, like, subscribe, whatever you want to do, and make sure to tune in soon. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. We've had a lot of fun. We'll see you soon. Thank you.